Here's the situation. An advertising company brings you in as a focus group and asks you to name the most influential sports commercials of all time. What's the top five on your list? Wow, okay. Uh, I'm TJ Jagodowski. I'm Rush Howell. And this is Here's the Situation. It's a real podcast about hypothetical situations. And uh, today's theme is Means Joe Greens. That's right. Is that right? Means Joe Greens. (laughs) Not to be confused with the lineman for the uh, for the steel curtain uh, steel curtain defense. Right? Well, I mean, maybe to be confused because I confused <laughs> it with it for that first uh, situation, which is based on the iconic Mean Joe Green <laughs> uh, commercial, where oh, the the yeah. child hands him the Coca Cola, mm-hmm. even though he's otherwise totally unapproachable. Yeah. Uh, the rest of mine will focus on one aspect of Means Joe. Greens, and with this, but that one focused on them all. With this top one, I always have to kind of put it aside. You know, I kind of right. It, it stays in the periphery, so I try and think about it. So I have sort of an answer by the end, but I have to sort of set it set it uh, to the side. I well. very rarely get any thinking done in yeah. the middle while <laughs> while we work through the others. To be honest, Russ, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do mine in order. I'm going to do my means question, my Joe question, and then my Greens question. Okay, I'm going to do those in hey, order. Do you want me to do the same? No, that's okay. Okay, you, I, you, I'll think about it. We'll see it, how it goes. Whatever you want to. Okay. So here's my question on the means. Great. Uh, the means is also another word for average as far as means, median, uh, and then there's another one. Mode. Mode. Thank you very much. But the mean is uh, basically means, not no, basically, the mean means the average, right? The median means would the be a- the middle arith- answer. Correct. Okay. So a mean would be the arithmetical uh, average, yep. right? And uh, the median is just the middle number of whatever group. And then mode, which is a terrible way to take the average, is the most common. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Well, Rush, um, here's the situation. I'm going to give you 10 statistics about the average American. And I'd like you to tell me if you are above or below the average on each of these to see if maybe you end up with five uh, five above and five below, placing yourself right in the the median. Good. The 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 mode. Well, the the ultimate goal of this podcast is to prove I am exactly average. So, and and then part of uh, part of what had me do this is one other time we've done something to see um, there were preferences. There were kind of dog cat, right, uh, McDonald's, right. Burger King preferences to see if you were in the majority because you don't think of yourself um, as a as an unusual person. Correct. You think yourself pretty pretty down the middle. I do. Um, before I start, because I thought maybe if maybe you would have just thoughts on this. So this is outside the situation, even though it's within the situation. Do sure. you have any thoughts, philosophical thoughts on the average, whatever, however you want to take that? The, what, the average American? Yeah, the average American are just averages or the concept of the average. It, I don't know if it's something you've hmm. ever given any thought to. If not, No, I love averages. On. That's for sure. Even as a kid, batting average was really interesting to me. I've, I've later become not a fan of that as a good mm-hmm. baseball stat, but... I love that sort of just basic math. I'm decent at like running a basic spreadsheet and <laughs> okay. doing basic math and thinking about uh, things. I'm I am a lawyer who is better than average at math for a lawyer, but way worse than average at math for someone that really can do math. <laughs> okay, so because of that, I know just enough to be dangerous, and I really enjoy kind of getting into mathematical parts of things like that. Okay, but. Yeah. No, the only thing that I was thinking about is I remember that prior situation, and one of them was ketchup versus mustard. <laughs> right. I, will t- I went on a rant about ketchup <laughs> just, just today, because my thing on ketchup is there is only one good ketchup, and that is Heinz ketchup, and Heinz ketchup is okay. wonderful, mm-hmm. but all other ketchup is garbage, and there is actually an article out there. I need to go and, and 
look at this again. But there was a study to demonstrate that ketchup is one of the very few food-related items where there is some sort of scientific suggestion that it can't be improved upon. It's just a very simple <laughs> delivery mechanism for the ingredients within it. And so there's just some article that's basically saying, like, the reason that we don't have better ketchups is that you actually can't make a better ketchup. And I believe it because wow. every version of ketchup I've ever had that's not the Heinz ketchup, I, I'm just furious with. <laughs> Everyone's taking a shot at like hot sauce. There's a lot of different kinds and right. types of mustards. But yes. yeah, ketchup, you just don't How many ketchups can you even name? I could probably name six. It's, it, I wouldn't know any offhand other than the ones that are the um, the supermarket right. brand of knockoff ketchup or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if I could, I don't know, I don't know how far. I, oh, Hunt's? Hunt's is one, sure. Yeah. I don't know how far. I mean, I they've tried a couple fancy. There's the Sir Kensington, yeah. uh, the new, the fancy uh, ketchup. But I hate it, hate it, hate it when a restaurant's like, we have our own signature uh, hot ketchup, and I'm just yeah. like, please, do you have Heinz? Please bring it. That green ketchup was a real. That was total uh, debacle. That was a, total, <laughs> thought I was immediately drinking <laughs> Slimer from <laughs> Ghostbusters. There. No, thank you. All anyway, right. so I went way off topic. No, back. No, back no on, I led you back there. on. Okay, so I'm going to give you the first fact about the uh, the average average American, and you just tell me whether Great. you're above or below. Okay, um, Rush. The average American eats 13 pounds of ice cream a year. Would you say you're above or below? Below. Below. Not way below, but below. Okay. Average American spends less than $1,000 on clothes a year. Are you above or below? I am above. Okay. The average American spends, and this, uh, I'm I'm guessing they're including everything, like if you could, like, um, uh, amortize, is that the right word? Your rent or, or what? But they just said the the average American spends $69 a day. Above. Above. Okay. Rush, the um, average American has $34 in their pocket. In cash? Cash. Let me check. All right. I paid for the cab. In cash? Up here in cash. Okay. I very rarely have cash on me. I'm usually a cash guy. I, I travel with cash. Oh, is it going to be that close? I have $33 Honest in to God, my pocket. It really was. No shit. I have Nothing in the wallet. Nothing in the wallet. Dollars all, in my pocket. Wow, thirty-three. That's so as below. Close as I average. think we're going to get to you being on the average American. Today. Oh, I spend sixty-nine point oh oh four dollars a day. Um, thirty-three hours of TV a week. The average American. Wow. Uh I think I. Th- I think less. Almost all of the TV that I watch is sports, and then I will binge watch. It's weekends. a little hard to say because I go up and down. So during. Football season, I don't. I, I think I very rarely watch. Honestly, thirty three hours of TV okay. a week. Be close to five hours a day on average. Yeah, maybe like on vacation. Okay, in my family's home. The average American reads four books a year. Above average. Okay, and the average American is seventeen pounds overweight. Above average. Above average. The average American spends one hundred and sixteen minutes on social media. I wonder if we can say that the weight is seventeen pounds above. Overweight is now just weight. <laughs> so you have to be over that to be overweight. So sorry, how much time do I spend on social media? And What's the, the average? This has got to be a day. 116 minutes on social media. Per day? Per day. W- way below. Okay. Um, two more for you. 11 alcoholic drinks a week? Below. Below. And exercise is 17 minutes a day. Um, I'm going to be above that. Not by much. 
Would you believe you're above five times and below five nice, times? Nice. Good. There we go. <laughs> there we go. I may have... Okay, 17 minutes a day on exercise is the one that was... But I, I think, yeah. So if I exercise... Two hours oh, and just, 20 I minutes. Oh, just do three. Yeah. No, I'm definitely above that. Great. Yeah. Yep. You okay. were five above and you were five below. Mm. And one... How about you? Did almost you Almost right yourself? on it. I yeah, have that's not. right. So I, if I had had $35 in my wallet, I'd be above <laughs> average... <laughs> But because I had 33, I'm below average human being. Or no, I'm exactly me, average human being. Exactly average. I'll do me real quick. I'm guessing um, that would be above. That's probably above. That's above. So far, after the six, I'm three below and three above. Okay. Um, I'm below. I'm, Jesus, God, probably above. Damn, below and above. I think I am. Five and five. It's five and five. I there believe. we go. All right. <laughs> We'll call it Two Average Guys Podcast. Oh, how about that? I love it. I love testing myself, seeing what's going on with the <laughs> and in memes. In this case, you're right that you're basically right down the middle, at least on those 10. On yes. Those 10. All right. Well, I'm going to start on mine that's about means as well. Okay, buddy. Uh, slightly different view of means, though. Uh, TJ, here's the situation. Mm-hmm. You are hired by the Happiness Curve Think Tank. Now... Uh, there are two famous happiness curves, and the one that got me thinking about this question uh, was from Means. Okay. And it is the happiness curve that shows that human beings don't really get much happier with more money. So the more means okay. they have, they don't get that much happier. What What happens is when you're in poverty, and this was done in 2013, so between zero and $25,000 of total income per year, there is a massive uh people are unhappy yeah and they That's rapidly improve in happiness from dollar 25,000 to about dollar 40,000 okay and then it continues to go up but more or less levels off around it, it, the slope becomes much much more gradual much more gradual at even like 50 60,000 70,000 okay and then more or less flattens out at 200,000 okay so it's like very steep at the beginning then pretty um, fairly flat, and then just flattens out. Just the amount of worry that's off your mind, right? You you, you can pay your gas bill, pay your light bill, right? Get gas, and oh, pay for your sure. car payment, and all just, that stuff early on. Yeah, yes, the stress is and not being able to do things you want to do. But I think most people were surprised when they saw that happiness curve because generally, of course, people say money can't buy you happiness, but they also say, but. It is impossible to have the happiness without it. So, or but then or, there's Richard Corey, you know the the uh, the poem of Richard Corey, you know, and later turned into a Simon and Garfunkel song. There you go. So <laughs> I'll let you research that. We don't, yeah. I'm not, we're not going to go into it. Know. Someone, if someone wants to look it up, uh, it, the, the the poem and the song, I believe, are, are titled Richard Corey. Okay. So there is, uh, <laughs> but but the what was interesting to people, I think, was they did not anticipate that it would level off mm-hmm. as quickly as it did or as firmly as it did. Um, but I think it kind of makes sense, right? Like, you know, you need enough to have what you have, what you need generally have a little more to be able to do some things that you want. And then beyond that, it's pretty flat. The other famous, uh, happiness curve, which in fact led to a book that was called the happiness curve is about age. And it shows the happiness curve was, was the subtitle was life gets better at 50. And so it shows that, uh, Young kids and teenagers are happier. You and then you steadily decline huh. from your teens down to your late forties, and then at the end it kicks back up and then brings you almost all the way back. In fact, even higher as you get into your seventies, eighties, and nineties. Really? Then you were uh, at the high point 
young. Right. So okay. it's basically a U. Okay. The graph. Interesting. Uh, now. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion about that, and there's a lot of additional surveys that have followed on, most of which say it's directionally accurate, but he was way too he, he brought it up way too much at the end. That okay. there's not as much improvement. Um, like young kids, though, generally when and and you know the survey is rate yourself, how happy are you, one to ten, most of the time. Gotcha. And there's different ways to look at it and control f- variables huh. and so forth and so on. Interesting. So, um. What the happiness curve think tank wants you to do in this situation All right. is they would like you to propose some things that would have a larger, clear impact sure. Great. because they want to see some of these happiness curves that are just more like straight lines, you know, that where, where there's a directly proportional relationship sure. to uh, this, this concept, whatever it might be. I've already talked about age and how much money you have. Yep. Uh, and so they're like, what are a few things that we we should go and study? Okay. So you don't right. have to be right, but yep. they just have to be things you would think, hey, we ought to look at this because what we're trying to do is identify things for people so that we can tell them, hey, do more of this. You will be happy. Right, right. Okay. Um, well, one of the first things I, 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 well, certainly the first thing that comes to my head is a uh, being in a loving relationship with someone that you dig and who digs you. I think that will be um, a massive determination as to as to uh, happiness. Um, now, how are you going to test for that? Um, I, I, you can only, I guess, do it in retrospect of like, hey, remember that. You know that first marriage you had? How Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. We didn't it turns out we didn't like each other all that much. Right. Um uh or to if you can to look back on relationships that you know um failed or succeeded to 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 say like, yes, I was happy with that person. It didn't work out and we went, you know, we went our separate ways amicably or whatever, but that was I was happy with them and right. they were happy with me for you know, for a while at least. Because as someone who grades a lot of or reviews a lot of happiness curves, mm-hmm. being a, the boss of the happiness <laughs> curve uh, think tank, I would be worried that there would be kind of a self-selection issue where the type of people who say I'm in a loving relationship mm-hmm. are the type of people who are going to rate themselves as happy, even though I think you're very likely right that having a good uh, relationship would do it. because. We could we could do something simpler, like look at people that are married versus people that aren't married, right, or look yeah. at people that are that that define themselves in right. a long term relationship. But that's not really what you're trying how, to get at. How would the bureau feel about having an undercover person try to seduce their spouse? <laughs> right, well, we're we are our goal. Our goal is to make people right. happy, right. and if we have to, we're Machiavellian about it, right? If if it takes a few things, we got to make an omelet, my friend. Right. You got to break a few eggs, and if that's yeah. a lot of wives and, or yeah, or, spou- right. or husbands yeah. being seduced, right. I can live with it. Or not saying like, nope, I'm in a very happy and loving relationship right, right now. I will not be seduced. That's you know? right. But then you'd have to have an equally seductive person <laughs> conducting all of the seduction inquiries. <laughs> Because it can't be like you send somebody out there that's not that seductive, and then the 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 husband's like, mm, "No, I'm good. I'm happy with this relationship." But if you send a, a more a better you have seducer, to have some bona, bona fide seductors, you got to have seductors good, and seductors. We got to train yeah. an army of seductresses <laughs> and seductors. 
Uh, okay, but I like that. Of course, that's a good. That's a good one. What are some other things? Other... Your profession that you find rewarding, a um, either you know either personally fulfilling or feeling that it does some good in the world. I imagine that would that if if you weren't dragging yourself out of bed, you know, five days or whatever a week to go someplace that right. you really didn't want to be or you thought wasn't contributing to the the humankind, right? Um, again, just as a constructive criticism, yep. as you're new on the job, I would say those are both very good, but these are, these are harder to measure than if you, c- we're looking for things that are closer to just cash in the bank. Yeah. Easier, just easier to, for us to measure, to be safer, but, uh, certainly agree. I'm going to offer you one more that's impossible to measure. Okay. Um, just while I'm, while I'm on these immeasurables, here's, here's part of, Part of a, a theory that I just cooked up now as to why there's a, a seemingly a high level of happiness earlier in life and then later in life. That I think people get more happy when they feel like they know who they are, what their voice is, you know, what they think, what, you know, and, and don't and don't harbor the as much fear about fitting in with their peer group or how what they think or whatever they say will be will be received. And that seems that that would be really high when you're a kid and you don't even know what the hell that is. Right. You know, like, hey, I'm just me. Like, I like playing this, you know, or, or whatever. And then I think would steadily increase probably through 30s, 40s, and into 50s when you're like, you know what? I don't give a shit anymore if anyone doesn't like this or this is who I am. Take me, leave me. I'm fine. You know? Right. Um, so I, I don't know even what to call it other than someone's voice or um, acceptance of self, but that seems like that would be a, a, a really high determining factor for me. But ultimately, we're a think tank, so we love to have these sort of conversations because yeah. I do think that's a great that's a great point. When you're a kid, you don't know yet that something you do is antisocial mm-hmm. or doesn't fit in or is somehow judged to not be good enough and you don't have to constantly compare yourself to others and then maybe as you get older one of life's lessons is i can't control all of these externalities i can just c- control myself and if i think what i'm doing is good then who cares yeah. what else is, right. is going on but it's difficult and sorry you know and what even like eighth grade high school whatever you start to like god i gotta fit in i'm not popular right. enough i gotta wear whatever i gotta you know say i like this band i've never heard of this band but apparently i have to like you know bell and sebastian i don't even know them but yeah yeah they're good right um, uh, and i imagine that would extend in ways through college to like early job life where you just gotta you know more often than not gotta try to fit your ass in wherever you're supposed to be and right um because i was thinking at what points in my life would i have considered myself the happiest and when i got to do a view at second city i i was on you know on top of the world being in in you know um a, a very fulfilling job that was engrossing and you're around you know other creative people and that would have been a, you know a spike of you know of, of happiness in that in that time um create, what about things like what a, oh, well i'm gonna say this how about um and maybe this can come in later life and also with a little you know with more money um Level of creativity. Right. Again, very tough to measure. Well, for that one, you're like, hey, how many drawings are you doing? How many paintings have you done? But now you're, object- <laughs> you're making creativity objective, you know, by, by quantity. <laughs> this, I don't know. If you, you're, you've just turned like James Patterson into the greatest author of all time. Right? Well, he's got a stable of people. Doesn't yeah, he have, doesn't he have just like I don't, a, a, I don't know a how he can turn shop. those books out. So I think he's I, got a sweatshop full of, of authors. I don't think there's not a whole lot of changing to yeah. those plots, right? How many times? If James Patterson, he sits down, right? And he's like, I got this mystery. 
how, how much change is there from draft one to when it when it's done from him? If you, you put Along Came a Spider right next to Kiss the Girls, they might be the same book with a different cover. Yeah. Yeah, I, they might be. But I just think at this point, he just cranks them out, you know, and he's like, all right, that's good. Whereas a first-time novelist might rewrite their novel 50 times. Mm-hmm. From It might take years to do it, right? I think... Uh, who knows? I, I think he's got a Tom Edison type shop where like there's a lot of people working there, but Edison got all the patents. Okay, I think Patterson's got like a stable right. of. We need people. some Patterson fans <laughs> to set us straight here because we're really we're pretty tough on Patterson if uh, this stuff is not true. But I don't know if I'm doing a good job at this new job of mine. Uh, this this job may be hurting my happiness curve. Yeah, yeah. No, your your happiness curve is heading <laughs> heading down. We were. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, these are interesting. You're giving good good ideas as to as to what makes people more happy. I was thinking things like, you know, read more, exercise more. What what would be kind of things that are more easy easily measured that we think would have a pretty straightforward happiness curve? Now, exercise more, I think, would be a good example of one that would be more like the money curve, uh-huh. where if you don't exercise at all, yep. I think I think that's right. a major detriment to your life. But I think if you exercise all the time, right. it's it flattens out in a hurry. You get not only do you get diminishing returns in terms of the actual impact on your physical health and body, yeah. but I think it starts to become too much of Compulsive. a yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, because the difference to, between exercising for an hour a day and 3 hours a day is probably right. going to be fairly flat. And then it seems like it's going to go down and you're like, it "Oh could. no, man, I'm doing 6 hours a day." It could. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm in not, a step contest with uh, with a bunch of buddies. I'm going to blow out my. Yeah, that was a bad idea. But I, I'm not sure that I'm. I'm not sure that I think somebody that exercises a ton is necessarily going to be less happier, less happy. Excuse me, than uh, than somebody that. Ex, you know, I, I definitely think it flattens out. Maybe it does curve back down a little bit. I'm not sure. Is I think at that point it's it's past enjoyment to some sort of compulsion. If you're right. you know if you're five hours a day or something you got to do that like how where the hell do you find the time you're eating in the sleep right and and i will profess that i did not uh, profess god i'm doing terrible here no i like confess you. okay i'm gonna confess that i didn't spend much time thinking about this but i thought of reading and exercise and what was interesting to me was on both of those i thought nope that's much more like money like i don't think just i think reading is great and i think the more reading you do it's great to be you know more learned but i think if I, if you're going past an hour a day of pleasurable reading into five hours a day of pleasurable reading, I don't think that person is somehow happier. I I also think a lot of the books I've I've read lately, like books get worse at fifty. Yeah, you get to fifty pages. Some of these things, like oh, oh they start off hot as fire, and then it just heads right. into this idle mode from fifty to two eighty. Yeah, until they wrap the damn thing up. It's because it's easy to come up with ideas, right? <laughs> But it's not that easy to like string them together into an overall good story and end it, which is why I think like I could I could make it as a dramatic uh, writer because I would just roll in and be like, okay, we're gonna do a TV series, and uh, the way it works is uh, one day comes about and um, everyone's left-handed, just the whole world <laughs> suddenly becomes left-handed. And you're like, oh, that's weird. Like, why? Why does that? Oh, I don't know. We'll find out at the now, end. That's of what should have happened in the leftovers. Yeah, that's what should have happened instead of. You that's know, what made me. Th- I was thinking of the leftovers. <laughs> By the way, we should talk about the leftovers at some other time. But I wonder, having two percent gone, how big an impact that would actually have. I think maybe it would be a bigger impact than they than yeah. they say on the show. But anyway, uh, 
before we move on, I'm just just something that I thought. You get 50 pages into a book and it starts to nosedive, or you're not digging it, you power through the rest of the book or you ditch it? Depends on the scenario. Okay. If I'm on a plane, I power through, okay. right? Because I probably don't have something else. Leisure by the best. If I'm at, yeah. yeah. You, if you don't have, like that book that Patrick Rothfuss did about uh, mm-hmm. Airy, yep. um, the side book. Yep. I, I was reading that at home, and I read through fifty pages, and then I put it down yeah. and went to something else, and it it never got picked back up. I hear, I hear. All right, Rush, I have a I have a new one for you, and this is on Joe. Okay, all great. right. Here's the situation, Rush. You've been hired as a consultant to the ABC Beverage Corps. The ABC standing for anything but coffee. Okay. All right. The company represents every other beverage in the world. And what they want you to do is come up with another term for their drink to be used as their version of let's grab a cup of Joe. Okay. Cool. Got it. So yeah. it's so like little kind of, it's kind of, kind of, you know, fun and colloquial and it sounds like a nice little time. Hey, let's grab a cup of Joe. Right. Cool. So, do you know where that name Joe comes from? I don't. I don't either. Me neither. I don't know. Maybe from Java? No, I don't know. I don't know. But it's nice. I like yeah. it. Cup of Joe. Um, so they want a name that's fun and informal like Joe, so maybe they can invite each other out to share these beverages instead yes. of coffee having, you know. I think people will often offer themselves or offer often offer to like sit down and let's have a cup of Joe together or let's have let's have a beer. Let's have um, Yeah. and they want to crack this. Cool. So I'm going to give you a beverage. You. I mean, Great. you know, sh- I'm more likely to drink a little bubbly than uh-huh. some champagne. I, so I understand <laughs> why this works. And uh, this first one, I think this is either this might be how you start your day. If it's not a Diet Coke, then um, if you want to invite someone out to uh, have a Red Bull with you, have a Red Bull. Yeah. Um, let's grab a smash. <laughs> I love it. Well, you and me, you and me, we'll go grab a smash. Get a smash. All right. Great. Um, coffee's natural competitor, tea. Oh, um, tea. I want it to be more like sophisticated feel. Like, okay, I don't know so why. not like a spice bag. <laughs> a spice. Ooh, <laughs> I guess, uh, I'll grab a spice bag. <laughs> kind of like that. Um, I don't know if it fits the sophisticated. No, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. Air, but it, that, that doesn't mean that uh, we shouldn't use that instead of whatever sophisticated. Grab one a grab a Thomas. Together. Grab a Thomas together, yes, you know? something yeah, like, that. like that, something like that. Uh, uh, Kings, a Winston Kings Brew. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's go. Let's go with a Thomas. Okay. Hey, I don't. Know. I don't want to take that. No. I don't, okay. I, hey, look, this is a collaborative area. Okay. I'm gonna get fired if I don't get the best suggestion. That feels, you know, with co- with coffee being Joe, and yep. then over there, there's Thomas. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe like. Uh, a fancier one is we have a Burt Lancaster, <laughs> but uh, for for your average one, uh, Thomas will do. All right. How about you? You want to invite uh, a buddy out to to have a milkshake with you? Oh, oh man, I got I had a rough day. Let's put down a chunker. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, by the way, no, but if if it's chocolate. Then it's a chalky bomber. Okay. Always, Good, because I was really hoping it wasn't a chocolate chunker. No, one. not a chocolate chunker. Chalky bomber. <laughs> do you want to, do you want to, uh, so is, is a, ch- is a chunker just vanilla? Is there a different one for no, strawberry? No, we'll change it to or? bomber. Bomber's fine for all milkshakes. Okay. Although, although I do think of chunky milkshake, you know, like, uh, is, is good. You want it to be a nice thick milkshake. <laughs> to have just a bit of chunk to it, okay. But uh, we'll call them bombers. That's maybe that works, and All then right. you can have a uh, 
uh, a chalky bomber. Okay. As a, as a chocolate milkshake. No one ever invites their friend out to have one of these with them. Hey, you and me, let's have a nice glass of water. Okay. Um, I don't know. Let's do the... Uh, let's do the business. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Go get a little bit of business. Yeah. The business uh, of staying alive. I was trying to think. It's man. not quite... Yeah. What I wanted is, is a word that was... I was struggling to come up with the word, but something that's like... Not lifeblood, but something that's like mm-hmm. uh, fuel. You know, it's what it's what makes the uh, the gears some gas crank. Yeah, but gas sounds terrible, right? Yeah, I mean, gas in all respects is not doesn't feel like something nice. Let's to have drink. a nice cup of clear diesel. Oh no, no, that makes me think of clear Pepsi. <laughs> okay, which is a debacle. <laughs> Let's have a bit of the old. I, by the way, I hate clear Pepsi uh-huh. because it makes you realize this whole. Coca-Cola, I, I just call it Coke. Most uh-huh. people call it, you know, cola, but to me it's Coke. That uh, the whole, like, coloring and everything of it, it's all a sham. <laughs> right. right. Oh, yeah. And so when yeah. you see it clear, then you, it's just, uh, there was something about that, that that made me want to just deny its existence. <laughs> like green ketchup. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know what the Brits might call this? Let's let's you and me have a cup of the transparent. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so I'm sorry. You want to you want to stick with? Let's do the business. Yeah. Okay. Great. Just and simple. here's here's your last one. And this is kind of a you know a newer beverage on the scene compared to these other ones. You and me, we're gonna sit down for a nice glass of almond milk. Oh, uh, let's have a sip of pretension. <laughs> oh, great. Wonderful. Don't, don't care for this <laughs> almond milk. <laughs> I'm good with milk. There you go. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so so negatively reacting. I think I'm still angry at Clear Pepsi, to be yeah. honest. It felt like it was a lingering yeah. Crystal Pepsi it's anger. Like, El Wapo, is it possible that there is something else that is making you angry and you're taking it out of me? When he says, what is a plethora? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, you know, I'm going to try to just stick with you here, okay. and I'll go right to Joe. All right, Joe. And Joe, for me, also meant coffee. Great. So here's the situation. You you are invited to the idiosyncratic self-denial society. Ooh. You have to be invited by a friend of yours. I am your friend that invites you. Thank you, Rush. At the idiosyncratic self-denial society, the way you get in, and the only way you can get in, is you have to tell everybody about uh, three things mm-hmm. that in your life you've never had or nearly never had Ooh. that basically everybody else does. Oh, okay. And so for me... Coffee, right? What I thought, I've never had a sip of coffee in my life, which is why it was great to hire me at the ABC, Anything yep. But Coffee Corporation. Mm-hmm. Although I will say I didn't do a great job there, but <laughs> they, they were like, wow, you never had coffee. We really thought he would have come up with a better name for water than business. <laughs> but that being said, uh, I got in by partly by saying uh, I've never had a sip of coffee in my life. And I say, oh, TJ, this is a great society. We have mm. a lot of fun. Um, it's just interesting, folks. I don't know why, but you, you should join. But in order to join, you're going to have to tell people three things that uh, that pretty much everybody else did or okay. or consumes or uses yep. that you just never do. All right. Um, this is important. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot to say, can't be any sort of illegal or okay. contraband type uh, substances. Okay. Um, even when I was still hit, hitting the sauce, I think twice in my life I had wine. Wow. Okay, yeah. that counts. That, yeah, that just that yeah, is yeah. idiosyncratic self denial. Ugh. Ugh. 
Um, so just, it was two times was enough. It wasn't like before you ever had wine in the first place, were yeah. you already like, I'm going to hate this? Uh, nope. Didn't predetermine. You know, in fact, I thought I'd probably like it. Everyone seemed to enjoy it and, you know, it was like loved it with dinner or, you know, have a nice like chat over it. It, it just nothing about it. Nothing about it appealed to me. Wow. Nothing. How far did you get in the, did you have a whole glass? I think one glasses? time I think I had a lot of it. Okay. Um, it was the only thing around and I wanted to, you know, get down to business. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Have a little water. Right. <laughs> it was before it was, be, you know, yeah. it was, it was, that used to be the business. That's and the other shame seemed, about yeah. my terrible business one is there's probably other drinks where business would be great. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. yeah but your business is staying alive. That In this case, right. it's the business is staying, staying, staying upright. Um, I probably, I think once if ever, touched relish okay. i don't know if that's really popular yeah i'm not sure that we're i'm not sure the society is going to go yeah. nuts over that one because not a lot a lot of people probably don't ever have relish yeah um for eight years i didn't wear underwear well, that counts does it yeah okay yeah. i mean i All think right. that like a, a lot of po- people probably don't wear underwear mm-hmm. but it's still idiosyncratic enough that that would count i mean the wine one is remarkable You've got the banana thing. It's been like a long time since you had a banana, right? Uh, yes, since I was probably, eight, uh, I forget, seven, eight, six, okay. seven, eight. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen an episode of Friends. Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah, there you go. And I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've seen more than like four episodes of Seinfeld. I don't know if that, uh, if that rates. I've never eaten a light bulb. <laughs> no, that that doesn't count. Okay, I saw that, that on a show. I saw that. I saw a guy do that on a, a mentalism guy do <laughs> no, that. You and, don't get that and, one. And some circus freaks. I don't know whether I think it's more surprised. To me, I'm more surprised that you've only seen four episodes of Seinfeld than Zero Friends. Yeah, that seems like that would be more to my more to my taste. But I, I there, there was there was a whole period of time where like basically every night I was out. Yeah, and so a lot of the shows that were on during that time, I didn't I didn't watch, and then I haven't gone back to like. To see what all the hubbub was was about. Um, what else have I? It's tough to think of what you never do because it just becomes part of your right, like part of your. I, life. I like the train though of thought to go to things you've never seen. Yeah, what's the what's the most popular movie that you've never seen? I think it's probably one of those, uh, either one of those old ones that everyone's seen, like. You know, Gone with the Wind or or or, or whatever. You've I never just recently saw it. No, just recently saw Casablanca for the first time, oh, like yeah. a few How'd months you like ago. It? it was delightful. Yeah, it's terrific. Right? It was delightful, and I didn't know the whole story. Where I think I, I feel like over time, you just without having seen Gone with the Wind, you kind of like. I think I get it. You know, like yeah, you're familiar with the Civil War. Yeah, <laughs> how that turned out <laughs> yeah. it wasn't I, easy. I get it, big picture. It wasn't easy on folks. <laughs> Um, I've never seen any Fast and Furiouses. I know those are internationally. Yeah, but I, I think a lot of yeah that doesn't surprise. But me. But it's not like the kind of oh, you know what? I've never seen beginning to end. I've probably seen little bits, but this was definitely from my time, and I haven't seen. I've never seen Sixteen Candles. I've never seen The Breakfast Club. Uh, I've never seen Some Kind of Wonderful. Yep. Um, any of those other like John Hughes kind of teenage you know um developmental yep flicks i've never seen any of those that that's that was one of the ones that i used the, okay is that i had never seen the breakfast club yep which used to be and then i saw it last year so that used to be one of my when i got into the society a while ago <laughs> that was one of the three uh that i used i would say there's a there's a triumvirate of movies that if you haven't seen i would i would say you should use these for sure okay for people of around our ages okay 
if you haven't seen Back to the Future. Oh, I've seen Back to the okay. Future. Okay. If somebody hasn't seen Back to the Future, I'm uh, and they're and they're older than thirty and younger than fifty five. I don't quite know what's going I on. I think with I that saw person. it on like my first or second date of my of ever of nice. my life. Yeah. It was a good Go well. flick. Yeah, it was a great movie. Great yeah, movie. No, with the date. Oh, yeah. She was nice. Okay. She was a Burke. Oh, there we go. Very good. <laughs> I, but I think, if you haven't seen Back to the Future, I just have questions about you. Uh, Star Wars. Oh, of course. And E.T. Oh, yes. To me, those yeah. are the those would be the three that would be the craziest yeah. if you haven't seen those. Yeah, Star Wars, I, I, I think every once in a while you hear about someone not having seen Star Wars, and that seems, that's ridiculous. Right. Now you're really trying to, like, not see it. I I agree. Yeah. I think Back to the Future is the same way because at least with Star Wars, I could see somebody saying, "I'm just not into like sci-fi, yeah. space stuff." Back to the Future obviously has a sci-fi element to yeah. it, but to say like I, I'm not into that, it's like w- w- you know I don't even understand. and nowadays like I don't as like opposed- I don't like fun drama slash comedy. Right when when we were kids, if you missed it for a while. You know, like then you had to wait for the for the VCR tape to come yes. out and stuff like that. And maybe by then, if it wasn't like a, a huge, huge movie, you almost like kind of se- semi forget about it. Or when you go to the video store, there's so many things that you might pass it. But now there's no excuse not to see anything. You know, if it's if it would be worthwhile. That's that's you, true. You Although there, there's so much more content though too now. Yeah. Also, there is this just divide, and maybe it's because we're older. But there's there are a lot of people that I know who would never, ever, ever miss a Marvel movie. Yep. And then there's a lot of people that I know who under no circumstances would go anywhere near a Marvel movie. Yep. And that I, I w- would struggle to come up with a similar type of movie in the eighties yep. when I was growing up. Now, maybe that's just cause kids will kind of see anything, but there was not something so divided as, as like, have you seen Avengers in game? That's the most recent one. Yeah. No, but I I I, ba- I rarely go to the theater, so I I catch things when they're out on whatever platform. So I have seen the one previous, Infinity War. Yeah. I have seen that when that came out on okay. Netflix, yeah, but I haven't seen Endgame okay. yet. No. All right. Well, uh, I think you did you know plenty well to get in there between so. the uh, uh, never having seen an episode of Friends. <laughs> uh, but but just with the only two glasses of wine in your life. <laughs> Uh, despite, you know, drinking alcohol for many years that yeah. you, you're in. All right. Thank you. Are you ready for some greens? I am. Let's do it. So Rush, a few episodes ago, I asked you to build your perfect day like a Sunday. I remember that. Cool. So we're going to do a little something like that. So here's the situation. You have been put on a media diet. You're told to go to the grocery store and build yourself an entertainment salad. All right. Okay. You will have to choose five ingredients for your entertainment consumption. And I'd like you to be more specific than less when it comes to like TV and film. So it doesn't have to be a specific movie, but science fiction, you know, science fiction films or superhero films or like uh, procedural dramas on TV. For example, one of my my TV salad um, would be would start with the lettuce. That is like competitive reality shows where you have to like make something. Okay, that's so your that's your bread and butter. I I live I live there. Okay. I've watched ones where people have done glass blowing. Um, when they oh forged in fire when they make like swords and Got stuff. Like Obviously, any baking thing, bakery or whatever it's called, the Great British Baking Show. Thank you. Yeah, the best show that's ever been made. Well, ever. it seemed like you would like it based on what you just said. I would like it because it's the best show that's ever been made. Okay, the Great British Baking Show is the finest show that's ever been made. 
All right, I gotta, I and gotta watch never it make more. Another, they will never make a, a better one. <laughs> they will only make more of those. I hope. <laughs> I watched one episode. Of oh, it. well, how did you stop? I, I it would seem good. I didn't, yeah, I didn't right. dislike how did you it, stop? but I didn't, I didn't have that level of oh, love God. for it. My Christmas gift to myself is the one that's out right now. I'm not touching until Christmas Eve, and then Beth and I are gonna watch all of them on Christmas Eve and Christmas. Ooh, that's okay. my little Christmas gift to myself. Wow. Um, so, um, oh, oh, other types of inter- entertainment, just to have them included, music, books, magazines, video games, podcasts. I think sports is its own category uh-huh. um, and so on and so forth from there. Cool. So I will give you the, the, um, the metaphoric ingredient that you're going to substitute your entertainment type for. Cool. Uh, I think so. Okay. I think we'll, I think we'll, I okay. think we'll get it. We're, we're going to build a little salad. So, Rush, what is the lettuce, the absolute bed of your preferred entertainment? And so for you, the all across all spectrums of entertainment, yep. you put the uh, reality shows about people competing and creating creating something yeah yeah i don't i got no time for survivor i don't want to see you outwit and outlast i want you i want to see you bake a muffin uh mine will be live sporting events live sporting events great um now the dressing the other most important part of your entertainment salad because i think lettuce and dressing you can basically call it a salad macaroni and mayonnaise you can basically call it a salad um what is the other most important part of your entertainment salad i would say Portable video games. Okay. Intra- Very cool. Very cool. I think mine was reading, I, I mean, think. Books, I think. Oh, this is the entertainment salad, not the media salad. Correct. I'm sorry. Okay. Correct. Yeah. it's an imme- You're on a media diet, but they sent you out to make an entertainment salad. Entertainment. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I was. I didn't understand quite, quite right. So let me back up. I will still keep watching live sports yep. as the lettuce- um, I thought we were. Uh, it doesn't matter what I thought. That I was, was wrong. Fault. I nope. was confusing. No, nope, I wasn't listening well. Okay, so I've got all of entertainment correct. So then the next thing for me is going to be. Uh, this might be cheating a little bit. Russian so plays. You, you tell me. Old Russian plays. Just check off all day <laughs> and all night. Uh, but was I was going to say going to the theaters? Okay, and by that I mean both movie theater. And live theater, whether that be a comedy show or a play, um, that's important to me. I like to try to do that. I don't do it all the time. Okay. But without it, it just the whole thing wouldn't hold together. And that's what I think about dressing. If I made you be more specific between um, movie theaters as opposed to live theater, would you? Where See, would then you I would down? I would change my answer entirely oh, okay. because I need them combined. <laughs> okay. Otherwise, it's not enough to call it the dressing. Otherwise, I would say video games overall. Okay, would be would be the uh, I'd go back to video games. Okay, um, now I'm going to ask you about your tomatoes and your cukes. Your two primary complementary ingredients. Okay, well, it's interesting. So you tell me how you want me to answer that, because if you give me a salad with tomatoes and cucumbers, I take them off the salad and throw them away. So for me... Green peppers and mushrooms? Well, let's... No, 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 it's not mushrooms. Never mind. uh, Yeah, definitely not mushrooms, but I'll I'll do it both ways. Onions and chickpeas. I do like onions. Okay. But if it were... if we're onions and broccoli, okay, like I like a little broccoli in there. Great, but if it was for, first, if it's tomatoes and cucumbers <laughs> that you're just gonna take and throw away, yes, then that is gonna be attending live uh, music concerts. Okay, um, I will occasionally do it, and when I do, I always like it a little bit more than I think, especially on a cucumber. Okay, okay, I don't. 
like I don't actually like when I bite into a sliced tomato by accident, it's not like when I have a mushroom and I'm like, oh, God damn it. But when I have the tomato, I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't actually hate tomatoes, but they're coming off every single time. <laughs> so that's that's going to live music because it's never my choice to do that. If, if you said, hey, we're going to go listen to this concert for four hours, I'd be like, oh, I don't really want to do that. And then when I go, I usually have a pretty good time. Okay. So that's cucumber especially. Uh, but in terms of what I want on there, which is the green on uh, the onions and, and broccoli. the broccoli, um, especially with this good dressing on there for that entertainment, I think um, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say reading. Okay, that's where I'm gonna put reading. I I would like to pretend that I do more reading than I uh, do watching sports and playing video games, but that's probably not true. And you're allowed another ingredient here. So these t- are like tomatoes and cukes. So you get reading. Okay. And what else do you want to put on there? I will say reading, and I will say, uh, what I I'll generally call. Um, internet research. Everyone is going to be like, "Oh, watching porn." Like that's your like weird euphemism for watching porn is internet research. I'm researching porn. Yeah. It's no, but I don't watch it. I but read I about like. It. I enjoy. Uh, and but what I mean by that is really more the like, you know, you got 15 minutes in between this thing and that, and you're just online reading article. I mean, you could okay. just call it reading, but I don't think of it the same as reading. You right. know what I mean? So. I go to ESPN.com or, yep. uh, but you, you say something interesting, TJ, on the podcast about, uh, horse chestnuts. Well, no, you said, what was it? The, some oh, song really by Sar- Simon Garfunkel. Oh yeah. Richard Corey, Richard Corey. So yeah. now I'm going to go look at Richard Corey. So I spend a fair amount of time doing that sort of stuff during the day to, to try to keep, uh, myself entertained. And yeah. I, I think that that would count. I curse the life I'm living and I curse my poverty and I wish that I could be, oh, I wish that I could be Richard Corey until, and I'll let you, I'll let you go look that up. All right. Cause uh, there's there. Um, and lastly, Rush, we're going to throw some cute croutons on here. How do you feel about croutons? I like croutons. Okay. Just, um, I just try, a few... try not to eat them though. Cause they're, they're not as good as how they're so caloric. It's uh-huh. crazy. Oh, yeah. I know. And they're, they're good. If but they're not at like as a good. Sack of flavored croutons in the it's supermarket. A, it's insanity. Unbelievable. Insanity. Fat and calories. It's yeah. it's huge. Have I told the story on this podcast about my mom and the uh, and the uh, blooming onion? I don't think so. Uh, all right. Apologies if I have. But this is one of my. <laughs> I'm going to sit stories, back and relax uh, about my uh, just just funny story about my mom is and it, this shows a lot of a lot of things about my mom and my dad, but. Uh, <laughs> My dad, part of his personality is he's he's a little bit of what I would call a needler. Like okay. he he likes to needle people a bit. Like not so much in the in the kind of New York like you know mobster guys always give busting each other's ball. Why are you always busting my balls, guys? <laughs> but he likes to just needle you. You know, it'd be like if if he knows something can get your goat a little bit, he just will like to do it. Which I like. I'm like, come on, dad. Like. Wh- that's not a great quality. Stop needling. <laughs> but he would, he he would give you know everybody a little bit of a hard time in like kind of old school way, you know. And uh, one time he was like, you know, he'd be like, he's like, Connie, you've gained you've gained a little bit of weight. And my mom was like, ouch. Yeah, but she was like, I you know I have I've gained like eight pounds because my mom weighed the exact same amount. Basically, my entire childhood. Okay. I mean, she was probably never up or down much at all. And, and she, you know, she'd gained, like, a little bit of weight. So my dad, like, needling, you know. And uh, and he said, eight pounds? 
you know, what, what, how do you gain eight pounds? She's like, I don't know, but I've gained eight pounds. And he said, well, what have you been eating? She's like, I've been eating healthier than ever. <laughs> and he said, what, what do you mean by that? And she's like, oh, I've been going to the Outback Steakhouse a lot and just eating an onion. And he said, what do you mean an onion? And she's like, they've got this blooming onion there. So you're just eating an onion. <laughs> and he said, Connie, that onion is horrible for you. And she said, no, 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 it's an onion. Said, no, that thing has. And so she was sitting down and just unwittingly dropping like uh, a 3,000 calorie I bomb. I would do this in a second. That was like so a, uh, what, did we, what did we call that uh, before? Like a biscuit and a half, right. right? Like she was going out and doing like a two biscuit dinner. Just with nothing, you know, and she thought she was just. If uh, they had called them onion rings, like they always had before, would I she have thought what, that those I, were those were good for you? Too, I or? I think part of it was she <laughs> she knew and was just waiting to get caught. I don't know, but she loved that blooming onion. Oh, what? Well, uh, and that and uh, no, that brings us back to these croutons. Yes, croutons. Uh, what am I putting on for croutons? Yeah, just a few might suffice, but it you know it tops it off, completes the salad for you. Hmm. I will say uh, actually performing slash doing a p- podcast, something like that, something where I'm actually out and creating. Does that count or does that sure, not count? Sure, it's fine with me. Go with me. Okay, because I don't know if you're just saying as a as a user of entertainment versus a producer of entertainment. Do you listen to podcasts? I, a little bit, yeah. yeah. I like uh, I, I like I like several. Um, and like I, I think I've said at least once before, this one of my favorite things about doing this podcast, which we've been now doing, I think we have more than half a year of episodes that have come out, and we've probably done thirty five or thirty six we've yeah. taped. Um, is it because I get our podcast every week? It it it, co- it caused me to subscribe to some more podcasts, mm-hmm. and even though I'm not a traditional podcast listener, so I don't listen to one show every week and yep. make sure I do it. Uh, I listen to way more podcasts now, especially on flights. Yep. And I, I that's been great. Yeah. That's yeah. been great. I and just in fact last night I listened to uh, a Hey Riddle Riddle and to a ESPN thirty for thirty and to a uh true crime uh podcast all on my flight back from New York and it was a great way to unwind. Yeah. I think podcasts would be my croutons doing or listening. I think they would it's I have like five What's your dressing? Oh, what, oh, my dressing. I think books. I think reading. Okay. Yeah. It's something I do every day, every, and then every night. What were your cucumbers in your tomatoes? I think an hour, hour-long drama, okay. hour-long TV drama, um, and, oh, what was, oh, music. Um, music would be one of my other, one of my other cukes. Soul music, if I had to pick specifically. Hour-long dramas would be my... Something that you don't usually like my anchovies. Okay. Uh, I have a Caesar salad I, and I actually enjoy anchovies. I know a lot of people hate them, but I like them and I don't have them that often. And I'm like that with watching a good TV show. Yeah. Because what I do on TV shows, I, I've just given up. I, unless it's like a cultural phenomenon, I'm not watching it on its normal airtimes. Right. Instead, I just wait for people. And once there's enough momentum and 10 people tell me you got to watch this show, then I go watch the show. Usually binge it. I'm waiting for all the watchmen to finish so I can watch them when I want to watch them. I am waiting for all the watchmen to finish so that it's over and I don't have to hear about it anymore because I'm (laughs) never going to watch it. Really? Okay. (laughs) 
Okay, so that was your greens. greens. Okay, so we're on to my greens. All right, TJ, here's the situation. My greens. Oh, man. Here we are, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We find ourselves at the fruit and vegetable draft. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, that's right. I'm your host, out. Nick Delicious. <gasps> and I'm here to tell you it's very exciting because my normal uh, co-host, TJ Jaganowski, well-known across the town, across oh, the oh. world, as one of the finest color commentators ever, ever to, to to commentate on, he's been. You loved him in the meat draft. He was great in the candy oh, draft, boy. the potato draft. He was unbelievable. <laughs> but my good friend T.J. Jaganowski, he is actually a big fan of fruits and veggies, and he himself is participating in this draft. Ooh, I'm in. That's right. And we're gonna do a random number generator. We're gonna see what you're. Uh, we're gonna see what pick you get in uh, between first and eighth. And also, the incredible thing is we're going to get to go down to you're in a soundproof booth, uh, but we can check in with you, and we're going to let you know each of the picks that occurred other than yours to get some quick thoughts on whether you're happy or sad. Commentate and participate. That's right. Commentate and participate. That's how we're doing it over here. We got the random number generator, and oh boy, you are somewhere in between the first pick and the eighth pick. This is taking longer oh, than I, I thought it would take to do. You're the third pick, oh. Mr. Jaganowski. Okay. So the fruits and vegetable draft is just about to get away. I got to ask you, TJ. Yeah. Uh, there, you're going to you're gonna be uh, picking a third. Yeah. Uh, believe me, this is soundproof. The first two uh, contestants, they don't know. Right. They, they can't say. They're not going to be able to hear. What are you hoping is on the board? What is the thing that you most hope – does it get picked in those first two picks? Uh, I'm, I'm looking for uh, the combination of personal preference and adaptability on here. So I'm looking for... You don't have to whisper. It's a soundproof booth, my friend. It I just feels better this way. <laughs> I'm looking That's for, fine. for corn or potato there. But And, and here's the weird thing. It's oh. like, as a kid... Corn was a vegetable. Now I think they call it a grain. Is it still a veggie? That is, I mean, oh my God, I almost made a huge okay, mistake good. there by saying the potato is absolutely not included in the vegetable draft because okay. it had its own draft. The, right. Now we're okay. not going to have big fights about what's a fruit mm-hmm. and what's a vegetable. Corn is allowed. Okay. Absolutely. Potatoes are not. I think, I thought about this for a while, and I believe that potatoes are going to be the only like uh, pseudo controversial. Uh, thing, but potatoes aren't going to count. Right. So think about your starches and your grains. Yep. Generally speaking, unless it's almost always eat your fruits and veggies. Yep. You know, Mrs. Delicious, right? Yep. My mom, Mrs. Delicious, she's the best. And she used to always say, Nick, you got to eat your fruits and veggies. And if I was uh, talking about potatoes, that wasn't going to be, that wasn't going to fly. I couldn't come in there with a bunch of potatoes. I, Nick, I, beans are beans. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Legumes, but they count. They count. Yeah, they beans. Count. Okay. Pretty much everything. Potatoes is the one that I wanted to okay. uh, remind you is not on the board. Now, by the way, it's going to be, uh, we're only going to be on the air for the first two rounds. But uh, <laughs> yeah. so it's going to be a four round draft. So we won't hear rounds three or four, but it's a four round draft. So keep that in mind. Remember, uh, for those that have never been to one of these drafts, the way it works is there's four rounds, and these folks are going to get to pick and draft their favorite fruits and veggies. And they get a lifetime supply of the highest quality of these fruits and veggies. But the downside is those are the only four fruits and veggies they can eat for the rest of their life. So if they don't pick something, if somebody else picks it, that's it. May I ask one question? You certainly can. Is Dougie Poots in this draft? Dougie Poots is absolutely in this draft. That asshole is going to take radish. I know it. He's got the sixth pick. We're going to see what Dougie Poots does. All right. 
First up, Bob Dobbery. All right. Bob Dobbery goes with the the ripe. He didn't need to add these adjectives, but he did it. He went with the ripe, fresh tomato. Okay. Right off the vine. Okay. So we started off right away yep. with tomatoes. All right, uh, we're going down, down to TJ. So you're obviously, you're not upset because cord is still on the table. Yeah, yeah. And I think the, the, the tomato is an adaptable enough uh, uh, veggie. I guess it's officially a fruit, but I'm not even going to get into that bullshit. It's an adaptable enough stuff. You can make sauce with it. You can put it on, you know, put it on a sandwich and stuff. I, I'm hoping to get something in this round that can also stand on its own. And I know some people will just have a side of tomato, but I'm looking for something that I can eat as a vegetable side dish without having to do, you know, without having to add to it or or whatever else. So I, I think tomato is solid. It's not where I would have gone. Also, I, I I don't know if I'll if I'm gonna take a fruit in four rounds. Oh, that's interesting. You're not. Yeah. So uh, I gotta tell you, you're gonna be happy to see because the second pick is in apple. And you, you would never have touched it. Uh, no, uh, no, there's nobody that insane uh, in this draft. I I don't think, but you never know for sure. So old Bob Dobbery led us off with the tomato. This is James the Animal Williams second pick. And he's going with strawberries. Okay. Oh, my God. What oh an my. overreach. You think that's crazy pick in your opinion, huh? Oh, that's an over. It's a huge overreach. Yeah, the great thing about the fruit and veggie draft is you got your fruit-type folks and you got your veggie-type folks. And a lot of times, you're going to be able to really go straight down your lane and fixate more on the one that you yeah. like versus the other. Although a lot of people try to mix in some fruits and some veggies. There's one There's one veggie I'm really hoping is still there in the second round. Uh, and, man, I, I'm, th- this one's going to hurt if it's not there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, well, uh, yeah, you're up, though, so uh, let's go ahead. We're going to take down the soundproofness of the booth, and we're going to say, TJ Jagodowski, you got the third pick. What are you going with? Corn! <laughs> all right. Corn of the cob, cream corn, all sorts of oh, corn. Make polenta. You get everything you want. I can do so much with it. You really can. It's a, it's a, it's a strong pick. It's a little controversial, I suppose, in as much as it's not entirely sure whether it's a grain or a vegetable. <laughs> Take it, it up with matter. the league office. I don't give a shit. I got my corn. Oh, that's absolutely true. There's no question. It was made clear as day. Corn is allowed. Bob Dobbery knew it. James the Edible Williams knew it. I'm looking at Beverly Soda, who's picking fifth, and she is furious. Oh, she, she wanted had her, it. She uh, had her mind. She had I her heart her set on the cord. She had her heart set on the cord. All right. Uh, fourth pick, Alexandra Sloan, coming in from California and going with beans. Okay. Okay. Go with beans. It's a it's a wide swath. I mean, if 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 you're if you're I'm, I'm guessing you're not including things like green beans, wax beans, but if you're going with beans there, you're getting a huge, a huge um, uh, palette to play with there. You know? Oh yeah. Are, and are we calling chickpeas, chickpeas or garbanzo beans? Or did she get those two? Kidney that's a beans, great question. I think beans? that's going to fall into the uh, pea category and not the bean because the bean is already so wide. You're okay. getting your lima beans. You're getting your, yeah, but your black eyed peas, your chickpeas. You know that's going to fit your kidney. Yeah. Your kidney beans are going into the bean category, yeah. my friend. Even though it's Certainly, debate. There's a lot of hot debate around the yeah. fruit and veggie draft, but the beads go. Uh, the beads it's a go nice third, secondary source of protein too. That you can, you know, one of the few you few you can find uh, in the uh, fruits and veggies fruits and veggies category. Beans beans will give you a little protein too. That's a solid pick. Uh huh. Is that something that? Uh, do you have any regrets going court over beans? Or you uh, feel like no, no. no. I would, beans beans for me would have been a third or fourth round. A third, third or fourth, fourth round. round. Yeah. Holy for me for, for me for you. Okay. Yeah. Ah uh, well, next up is uh, Beverly Soda. Uh, we I saw her shaking her head when you picked the cord, so she was pretty upset about that. And she's gonna roll back with uh, uh, onions. 
Yeah, damn it. Oh, you would have done you. I, I you love, and Beverly sort of got a similar approach I to the draft. Love onion. Oh yeah. Uh, that's a that's and, and and if it's a personal taste, I understand it going this high. I was hoping it wouldn't because it isn't it isn't one of those standalone veggies. You don't just have a side of onions with, you know, with your sandwich or whatever. You put them on there or you use them yeah. use them within, but man, I love onion. That's going to hurt. But that's, it's an interesting pick, right? Because uh, you know, a couple of things that haven't gone yet mm-hmm. are the lettuce, yep. the spinach, okay, mm-hmm. the kale. Yep. Those are the kind of bases that you're going to have in your salad, right? Yeah. And, and, are we soundproof again? Yeah, you're soundproof. Lettuce is my pick. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm hurting if lettuce Yeah, is I don't think it's going to make it back to you, my friend. Fudge. I got to tell you, it would be a little crazy to me if it did. Uh, it would be a little crazy because I I think, I, I actually questioned, I, look, I'm not the expert, you are, but I got to say, Beverly Soda, you got to get your base before you yeah. get your, you uh-huh. know, you, you got to get your engine before you put the ribs of the car. And that's that was, my, that was my argument when uh, Bacon went in the first round of the meat draft. That I, I think that's that's not, you know, that's a that's a topper and not a standalone. I, think. I hear you. I think yeah. that was an interesting argument at the time. I would I would say, in my opinion, that Bacon is much closer to a, uh, you know, to to the to the star of the show. Yeah. Than onions are. I hear you. But interesting, interesting play. Um Damn it. Next up is Dougie Poots. What an asshole. <laughs> Dougie Poots coming in with uh, the sixth pick. And Dougie Poots is going pineapple. <laughs> Dougie, what a jerk. Uh, you, don't, you think a bad pick. <laughs> what and, a joke. In your mind, not he's, a great pick there with pineapple. It's a joke. Dougie Poots is the worst. Not how what what round does pineapple go in if it's just you all four. day? Four, fourth if, round if there, right? If I mean, there. it's not on my board. You know, if it goes if it goes at all, it's in the fourth round. But it's yeah, it's not on my it's not on my board. I do. I like a good slice of pineapple though. Yeah. I mean, it's nice. How sweet. often? I, I I can't say that I would have taken it there, but I'm I'm not as uh, I'm not you know I, I don't dislike Dougie Poots as much as you do, and I I would say that pineapple to me not an insane choice there. Insane. Okay. So what? Uh, let, let me ask you this: You ever eat a fruit cocktail, fruit salad? Nah, it's uh, every once in a while. Not really your thing. N- not not in a long time. But oh, you much prefer a classic salad yeah. to a fruit salad? Oh yes, not fair to say. Yeah. All right, here we go. Next up, Milton Berle. Whoa! No, no, no relation. No relation. Okay. No relation. Uh, he's Milton Berle's son's best friend. Whoa! Also named Milton Berle. Wow! So no and relation, Mil- but is pretty tight with the Milton Burrow family. Son is named like Josh Arnold or something. Yeah, right? something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, and right. then his best friend is named Milton <laughs> yeah. Burrow. Because people always say, "Who's your best friend?" He says Milton Burrow, and they're like, "Oh, that's that's sweet. Your best friend's your dad." He's like, "No, no, that's not right. I have another friend, no relation, named Milton Burrow. Great friends with him. Uh, anyway, Milton Burrow uh, rolls out, and he is going with lettuce. Son of a bee. There it goes. Yeah. There, Sorry to say. Damn it. And uh, I gotta think that's gonna trigger a run. Damn it! All right, so tell me, you had your heart set on lettuce. I what, really. Do. I want to hear what, what, and why. Uh, I love a salad. I love a salad all year round, but especially in the in the summertime. And it's not like I can't bed it with with uh, with spinach or you know or kale, as you mentioned. Um, but uh, lettuce is is uh, man, you can do. It's it's the perfect bottom. It's the perfect base. It's it's what you build off of. Yeah. And, what, uh, and, uh, and, uh, yeah. yeah. What's man. the second best base? 
I guess spinach. That's what's so tough I about guess it, right? Spinach, yeah. But it's a different. It's a different taste. It's, it's a different. more challenging green. Lettuce. Lettuce keeps better. Even you get you keep you keep spinach in the fridge for three days. You're going to start to get mystery wet spots in there. I That's don't know right. where it comes from, but you get mystery moisture in there. Um, and and man, lettuce. Let that one hurts. Tell me what you think of this famous Mark Twain quote. Yeah, lettuce is the water of food. Maybe, maybe. I mean, if if. If it's, well, I guess how he's using it. I don't know if he's insulting it. Or he's, if no, he's, it's a huge compliment. Oh, great. He is saying, I believe, my understanding is what he's saying here is that uh, uh, just as water is not the beverage anyone first thinks mm-hmm. of as their favorite beverage or what yeah. have you, it's the most critical. Yeah. And in the same way, he's like, look, you got to have the lettuce. The lettuce is never the star of the show, but without it, it's the straight man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the straight man in, in the in the comedy trio. And needless to say, like like beans, he's getting iceberg, baby bib, romaine, endive. This this is this is lettuce across oh, the yeah. board. Across the board. The fruits and veggies. It's it's as general as the meat draft is specific. You know what I mean? Like the meat drafts are very specific. You don't draft a steak, you draft a porterhouse, but at the uh, veggie, you go much broader. What kind of latitude do I get with berries? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, you don't get you don't get a ton okay. of you don't get full. I mean, the strawberry pick will demonstrate on berries. It's got to be specific. Same with melon. Not yeah. That I uh, look, okay. beans is probably was probably a mistake uh, by the judges <laughs> to allow because there are a ton of different types of beans. But that's the way it went, and uh, we're not we're just not going to worry. about All right. It. All right. <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm going to try and slide all the cruciform vegetables by these guys. I'm See curious you. what you think about this famous Mark Twain quote. <laughs> just your thoughts. What way? One way or the other on it is lettuce is the oxygen of the periodic table. No, I'm sorry. Le- that's what we say. He said lettuce is the oxygen of foods. He was he was just on a run, huh? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I um yeah um like le- like uh, lettuce is the earth of the solar system. I, I think I, he said. I believe he. I, what he also said that I know for sure is lettuce is the Phil Hartman. Of foods, I think I feel the same about all of these Mark Twain quotes. Yeah, they're, they're generally pretty good. They're like directionally accurate, yeah. but none of them, right. none of them should make <laughs> should make the first book of Mark Twain. Right, quotes. it's not like golf is a long walk spoiled. It's right, not, it's yeah. not there. You know, not like uh, who was it? Rodney Dangerfield said, uh, "I went to a fight one time and a hockey game broke out." <laughs> sure. I always like that one. Yeah. That's a good Mark Twain esque quote. Uh, all right. Uh, so here we go. Uh, sorry, but uh, we've been holding Lady Samantha Leinenkugel hostage here. She's uh, she's got to make two picks back to back. Okay, snake draft, right? Yeah, yeah, snake draft, absolutely. And what she's going with, and it's I don't think it's a big surprise because once lettuce is off the board, yeah, there went spinach. Gosh, because look, you got to make your salad. You got to yeah. base it with something. But then she's you. doing something interesting that you're gonna hate. Mm-hmm. She's going peaches. <laughs> okay, enjoy going peaches. Enjoy. That's fine. You know, as a one two. As a one-two, that's some that's some healthy living, and you get a fruit and a veggie in there. It's just not, you know, like I can go a long time without without hankering for fruit. I hanker for a lot of vegetables before I hit a before a fruit comes to mind. Got a question though for you? Yeah, is that a good combo? Because uh, you know you only got four fruits and veggies the rest of your life. You're gonna need to put those peaches on those spinach leaves yeah. from time to time. I mean, it is it's nice and sweet. Uh, again, it's not to my taste, but people put a lot of put put a lot of different fruits on, they on do. their they salads. Oranges on there, berries, raspberries. Yeah. yeah, those little mandarin orange slices. Um, yeah, yeah. So so I, I I think she can do it, and you can grill a peach too. You know, you can put that mm. heat it up I and grill a peach, a peach. So yeah, I yeah, it's not it's not a terrible pick. It's not on my board, but I I respect the pick. I'm gonna let you very quickly grade. 
give me give me a grade on each pick that's occurred so far. So uh, Bob Dobry, he uh, he let it off. Tomato, tomato. C. Oh wow, okay. I thought you might go a little higher. James the Animal Williams followed that one up with the strawberry. D. Uh, then you took the corn. Mm-hmm. A. Okay. Uh, and then Alexander Shalone dropped in the beans. Uh, a minus. And then Beverly Soda with the onions. You know what? It's it's an it's an A for me, but uh, there it's a uh, it's a C. Uh, Dougie Poo. <laughs> uh Bill Burl with the lettuce there. A. And then Lady Samantha Lattacougal first the spinach pick. Uh, a minus. Yeah, got, I mean, got, it's a good pick at that yeah, point, right? It really is. And then the peaches. Uh, peaches, I'll give it a B. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> That's going to bring us back to Milt Burl, who's following up lettuce with broccoli. Okay. Yep. Nice. I understand. I understand. You're building a nice salad there, and broccoli is one of those veggies that you can just have by itself, and you're going to be you're going to be just fine. That's right. Oh, uh-oh. Yeah. Dougie, Dougie Poots oh, is now this. This could, I don't know where this is going to go with you. I think we could, you. Lingonberry. It's good that you're in a soundproof booth <laughs> because Dougie Poots, this is a shocker. With the 10th pick went plantains. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. I mean, give me the top three things wrong with that pick because there are a lot of things uh, wrong with plantains there in the 10 hole. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's a more fibrous, less less pleasant banana, even if that's what what he wanted. I don't think you're supposed to eat them raw. Um, and you, and you, and you're pretty much never going to have them by themselves. It's, it's, he just bought kind of like the, the, the raw wood of the, of the, of the fruit world. But, but you know what? Here's what I like. Dougie Poots is Dougie Poots. And, uh, and I've come to count on him like Wednesday follows Tuesday. Uh, I'll tell you what, it reminds me a little bit of, uh, my, my cousin, when he was about 10 or 11 years old, I said to him, Hey, uh, young Raven, uh, what's your favorite movie? And he said, U.S. Marshals. <laughs> and I said, I got to tell you, that's the worst answer I've ever heard. And the delicious household, because I said, even if, even if that movie is your favorite movie, just at least pick The Fugitive, <laughs> which is a better version of U.S. Marshals. But he's, I, this is a true story, TJ. My little cousin Raymond, he says, U.S. Marshals. I was like, uh, The Fugitive, first of all, shouldn't be your favorite movie. But I, at least I understand if it is. But U.S. Marshals can't be. So if you got banana there, I would have not liked the pick. I hear but you. But I would have. But plantains. Oh, Dougie. I just is Dougie, don't know. Isn't he? And the worst thing about it, they would have been available at the end of the third yeah. round. Oh, in my. the middle of the they fourth. They would have been round. available. They would have been available next week. Yeah, it's, it's certainly possible. If we nonstop picked from now until next week, plantain Cer- would have been. Certainly there. possible. Beverly Soda, a little bit more of a traditional pick. She goes with raspberries. Okay. Uh, I understand. I understand. And, uh,. <laughs> Alexander Sloan follows up beans, and she looks to be in a little bit of shock mm-hmm. because she's, she's taking peas right on the back of the beans. Oh, wow. So she's now got a monopoly. She likes tiny little veggies you've got to eat like a 100 of. That's right, but she's like, she's going to make a, a intricate salads. I think she's a like a shapist or something. It could like be. That. I think she's going by, by shape and form here. It could be. All right. So you're a little surprised. Um, by peas after, well, I mean, if you like what you like, but I, I, I think, I think she likes a certain type of thing. I think uh, she likes a, a, to like a spoonful of whatever she's eating. In that sense, I, I guess, you know, if, if it's what you dig, it's what you dig. 
Yeah. Well, a little bit of it is I had planned ahead, and I thought she might take corn and then follow it up later with peas, <laughs> but that's not the way it worked, and so I just made a bit of an odd. If she went corn and change. beans, she could have, you know, she's now she's got succotash. Oh, yeah. Hey, but I took corn off the board. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think I would probably change it to, I uh, should have thought a little bit. Hard. Well, it, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Me, that's what Alex Alexander right. Sloan picked. Uh, it's now back to you, though. All right, here's what I'm going to do. Um, it's not it's not your typical base leaf, but I can do a lot with it. I can I can I can make a type of salad with it. Okay. I can also fry it. I can boil it. I can use it. Um, I can use it in a few different ways. I'm going to go with cabbage. All right. Okay. I think that's a pretty good pick. I, I I think it I think it does I think it's going to accomplish a lot of what I need from uh from from my veggie. I'm looking none of the none of the. Uh... None of the remaining drafters would seem particularly upset. However, I do think with lettuce and spinach off the board, yeah. you had to, it was wise. You got to get a base because now the people that are going to get later bases are going to be like kelp type bases yep. or radicchio, I, a bunch of stuff that it just doesn't form uh, exactly what you and want. A to. little bit of this is in the blood for me. I grew up in a Polish Irish household, uh, two, two ethnicities that. Do a lot, do a lot of cabbage, a lot of uh-huh. cabbage eating. Um, also, yeah, I can slaw, I can slaw with it. I also just like sautéed cabbage as its own, as its own kind of, own kind of side. Also, if I want to stuff a pierogi, I got, I got my cabbage now. All right, so uh, two, two more picks left in this first two rounds of the. We're unfortunately going to have to go off the air, yeah. and I, I'll get to spectate the rest of this, and you'll get to participate, mm-hmm. which would be great. But uh, it looks like James the Animal uh, Williams is up, and he is going with the Brussels sprout. Okay. Very popular these mm-hmm. days. Uh, not a bad yep. pick, in my opinion. What you can do you also, think? You can, that's fine. You can also shave that down uh, to kind of act as a salad uh, as a salad base, too. Absolutely. You, know, you shave that down on a mandolin, you're doing all right. That's right. Yeah. Any regrets that you went with the cabbage over the Brussels sprouts? No. No. I'm, 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 what separates them for you? Uh, just just about pretty much just size. Okay. Pretty much just size. Yeah. 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 Uh, Both uh, have that kind of tangy tangy taste once you start to cook them up. And... Uh, uh, that's it. So strawberries uh, plus uh, Brussels sprouts for James, the edible Williams. Interesting to see what this tomato follow up. Ah, uh, that's well, yeah. I mean, that's a it's a great question. Like, what are you gonna do on the side of that tomato, Bob Nobbery, If it was you, give me uh, what would you do? What would I you need? Pay? I need a standalone. I need a cauliflower. Um, it's 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 on my board next time it comes up. Butternut squash. Um, but I need uh, I need an actual substantial side dish vegetable. I need I need something something with some body here. I hate to tell you, but no. uh, you're gonna lose one of your two there that you were thinking. Cauliflower? No, he went squash. No. He went with now. Squash. Wait a minute, that's an enormous field again. That's that's acorn. That's, hey, that's it's like beans. That's delicata. That's you get your squash. That's you went squash. Summer squash. Yeah, you get your squash. What about zucchini? You even get you honestly you even get this the racket sport. <laughs> It comes with it. It's that broad. Is zucchini a squash? Uh, zucchini you can have as a standalone. That's oh, okay. Oh, great. That's okay. Great. If it doesn't I don't have want squash, it, but I'm just wondering. But hey, we're, it's pretty much, if it's in the name, except for berries, okay. you're getting it You're getting Crap. it the way. And then I, I got to tell you, cauliflower is probably going to be gone before yeah, you pick, too. Because, I'm uh, hoping beets. Then I'm going to take beets. Third round, I'm going to take beets then. I, I think that's, that's going to be well, on the board. We, the world will never know, but it wouldn't be bad. You're either <laughs> going to get cauliflower or beets. Uh, thank you. Great drafting. Really yeah, uh, thank enjoyed you, buddy. Uh, that opportunity. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to quickly? That was great. Um, do you want to quickly do this? The the um, one from a listener. Oh sure. Uh, it it might be. It might be. Uh, we'll try and keep keep it brief because I know we're getting getting on. Um, so this is from listener Andy North. 
Um, who is not? I don't think the golf guy. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But uh, he Hope didn't specifically is. say he wasn't. Mm. Um, so Rush, here's the situation. Yes, two professional time travelers offer you their services. However, they despise each other. So if you take one's offer, you will lose the services of the other. Great. One time traveler is a secret agent who has the ability to travel you to any event in history and intervene, but they can do so only once per historical event. So whatever you choose um, for them to do, the change and effect is permanent. Got it. The other time traveler is capable of traveling back to any point in your personal timeline, allowing you to give messages, undo mistakes, change decisions, and you can change that event as many times as you like. Okay. Do you employ either... And if so, what do you do first? And yeah, thank what's you, the Andy down- North. Yeah, what's the downside to employing like just the the potential chaos? Like I don't have to pay them or nope, no. You okay. just lose the services of the other. So you would have to you would have to choose. right. But it, I, I, I I'm I'm starting by saying I don't think there's ever a world where I take neither. I'll at least have okay. the optionality. Oh, gotcha. Of doing one, uh, I for me it's actually kind of an easy choice. I'm going to take the latter. I'm going to take the ability to go back into my own timeline and be able to do it multiple times. I think even if I could only do it once, I might go back into my timeline because what was that book? Twelve, whatever, sixty-three, the uh, or eleven something, sixty-three, the um, uh, Stephen King book about the guy who goes back to a certain date in the past and tries to stop the Kennedy assassination, okay. and then he like can't do it, but he then he can go travel back in time more often to try to do it, and the book goes in a bunch of weird twists and turns from there. But but that that. Made sense to me the idea like everybody's like oh yeah if you could go back in time and you know stop Hitler from doing this and that and I'm like well I don't know that it's that easy to get into the hospital and murder a baby to start with mm-hmm. right and everybody's like you can kill baby Hitler or whatever and if you only had one chance to do it like I I you know I've never set up a a, a way to stop some cr- critical historical mm-hmm. event in the past <laughs> I, I'd imagine it would take some legwork. And I'd be sitting there, I'd be like, you know, like uh, like the Brady Bunch, like the dad with all the architect papers and stuff. You know, I'd be like pouring over blueprints and everything, like trying to figure out how to do it. I'm pretty sure I'd screw it up if I only had one chance. And so if I could continually go back <coughs> into different periods of my life, uh, yeah, it'd be great like to uh, just selfishly correct a bunch of uh, obvious mistakes. Yeah. So uh, that... That that sounds that sounds better to me than okay. the other one. I mean, I, I will also say I'm not as interested in probably a lot of other people would be in seeing other times in history. I I mm-hmm. I, I think generally speaking, there's a lot of problems with the world today, no question, obviously. But I think generally speaking, like things tend to progress in a decent way in most regards. And I don't want to spend a bunch of time in the 1850s yeah. or the 1920s. Oh, right. yeah. I and you. I obviously have, I mean, no interest in going to like 1100. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's like, oh, this is really beautiful. Like you could use it as a way to cheat and travel. You're there for, for like 15 minutes, you're going to get plague. Yeah. You know? I don't want plague. No, you're going to get dysentery or whatever the heck, you know, don't 12 minutes. You touch something, you're going to, you're going to be, you're going to have it. Which one would you do? I don't know if I would, man. You'd pass on both. I think I might. Um, I don't think I want the response, the massive responsibility and then unknown result of changing something from history, like whether it was, you know, okay, <coughs> you can get rid of Hitler. I don't know what other what other potentially more horrible thing could could happen or whatever or you know that what, one seems pretty safe what they that set you wouldn't in motion. create something worse. Right. But you know, like, yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know what would fill that vacuum or or what have. Like, does does Mussolini still? Then do I have to go back and like kill baby Mussolini? And yeah. And meanwhile, like we're friends. We're on the same side as Stalin. But Stalin, you know, uh, murdered right. as many, if not more, you know, like through starvation and stuff. Oh yeah. So like, I don't want. I don't know if I want to be history's solo cop. Um, it's, a little, it's like that train problem, right? Um, I forget the philosopher but where oh, you, right. you gotta there's like you get three of them you're gonna hit three four people way, right. but you can pull a switch and it'll only hit one but some people won't pull the switch because they don't want murder well kind of yeah, now now or... they've they've directly caused the death of that one person you're like well you kind of because you had the choice aren't you really directly causing and now you could make that argument yeah andy north could say to me uh nice putt and then he could follow <laughs> it up by saying hey look you are a terrible person because you didn't choose the ability to go back in the past because by not choosing it, mm-hmm. you are being a wimp and you are allowing all the terrible things in history to occur, to which I would say, I don't think I could, I, I am not at all confident that I wouldn't cause more harm than do good. Yeah, and, I hear and you. So you're saying that. Now, I think it's interesting that you say you might pass on both mm-hmm. because implicit in that is you think you would struggle against the temptation to use the ability to travel back in time if you if you chose it because obviously he's not saying you have to do it no so for me i would just say i i like the optionality give it to me and i think i can choose not to do it if i don't want to do it but i'd, I'd rather have that chance than not have that chance. i think if i had it i would use it yeah I, I, you know i think eventually if i had it around the house you know <laughs> right. like um and then for the personal one Remember when we talked a little bit about Groundhog Day and yes. he went back to try and like, you know, that day and like try and capture that perfect evening he had with Andy McDowell. Yes. That that I think my my um, perfectionism would get the best of me with trying uh-huh. to go back and redo and redo and redo and redo and redo. And I, I don't know if I had, you know. Also, I think it'd be very weird if your if your memory wasn't wiped, that you would have all Ooh. these memories that like you recall, but no one else in your life does yeah um so i I think i might pass on both and just let the string play out how it's how it's played out yeah i i i think uh i don't know if i had two weeks to think about it i'd probably end up talking myself out of uh, (laughs) accepting it but if you gave me three minutes to decide i would probably be like i I want i want the opportunity let me let me have that ability right um (laughs) so anyway anyway interesting question interesting situation yes thank you andy uh-huh. for writing into here's the situation podcast at gmail.com <laughs> uh all right so let's end where we began here tj on means joe greens yep. and this was uh you are on a panel a focus group that's brought in by an advertising company and they want to know what are the most influential sports commercials of all time what were the most important ones that had the best or or most lasting memory on you. All right. Um I would say the series of Euchre, I must be in the front row. Okay. Ones, the Bob Euchre Bob, ones. Yep. Um do you remember I think I'm pretty sure it's from Miller Lite where it was just like cavalcade of stars and they would all end up at a bar like it was like oh. Bubba Bubba Smith and yes. um Burt Jones like the you know this this I think middling quarterback and okay. Bradshaw would show up and they would end up like you know like and Madden would I think Madden at the end would bust through the screen and be like oh you got to be kidding me wait a minute you got to go over here you got to do that those okay. that whole that I think that was a whole whole series that I really liked um and then again this is kind of 
again, like a huge series, but the ESPN workplace as yes. where all no the doubt. athletes work and the anchors work and uh, and all of those. What is that? What are those called? This is Sports Center. What's the name of that campaign? Yeah, that must be. What, whatever so. it is, that is the greatest sports advertising campaign of all time. Yeah. And then the other ones that came to mind were the Spike Lee, Mars Blackman ones. For sure. Uh, in black and white. Gotta on, be you the know, shoes. City courts, yeah. And then I guess the other one were like the early Jordan... Um, were they like Nike just do it or there was, I want to be like Mike was okay. the Gatorade, which was, I thought a terrific, I think Michael Jordan, I'm not a big Michael Jordan fan. Same. I would say that Michael Jordan did a better job than basically anybody ever at, he's like the most marketable and the most successfully marketed yeah. athlete of all time. At- and there might have been like a very slow, like a black and white slow mo one where he basically took off yeah. at the free throw line, and you know, in the basically the it might have been like the jump man, right? You know, where the silhouette came from. Um, but that one, sticks it might in my be head. true that ten of the one hundred best sports commercials of all time are separate Michael Jordan advertising yeah. campaigns. Yeah, I, I mean, remember the I love the the Jordan against Bird uh-huh. uh, horse competition. Yeah. And, oh yeah, yeah. That actually reminds me of it. It McDonald's. didn't stick in my head, but the um, Converse um, Magic and Bird, where Magic goes to like French Lick, Indiana, yes. and they're they're playing in the, like dirt court and back or whatever. The Choose Your Weapon. I think there was also like they everywhere of like every now these sneakers went went mm-hmm. everywhere because Magic I think had the yellow, purple, and white ones, and Bird had the bl- just the black and white ones. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't as far as these goes. That one didn't pop to head. Uh, pop to mind as quickly as those other ones. Did. Yeah, the only one on your list, uh, that I would say that the second one about the guys in the bar that mm-hmm. doesn't that didn't really resonate. And with I'm me. a little, I, I'm five years, I'm like five years older than yeah. you, I think. So that and those were when I was pretty young. So, right. Yeah. And the one that you didn't have on your list that was the most memorable for me, which is partly because I'm from Atlanta, was Chicks Dig the Long Ball with uh, Maddox and Glavin. Okay. Which I think I think is one of the one of the best commercials uh, ever. It was just like. It was during the Mark McGuire later uh-huh. tainted seventy home run season, and like Heather Locklear is out at the ballpark with some other attractive friend, and she's like, "Has anybody seen Mark to uh, to Maddox and Glavin?" And they're like, "All anybody wants to talk about is Mark McGuire. We won Cy Youngs, you know." And then they're like, "We got to be able to hit. We got to be able to hit it out of the park." Chicks dig the long ball, and they they do that like training montage uh-huh. with Maddox and Glavin, <laughs> who are both just I think uh, I think Maddox especially a pretty funny guy. But anyway, uh, I think that's a great list. Yeah. Mean Joe Green, that that little girl handed him the Pepsi. That's an all-time classic. Was it a girl? Wasn't it? Man, I, I thought it was. Know. I'm wrong. Maybe. I don't I know. I don't know. He just, uh, he's, what is it? Hey, kid? And then throws Yeah, maybe it. it's so, a kid. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. I don't know if it's a boy or a girl. Hey, good for us. We don't care. It was yeah, just the care. it was just the connection between the two. Yeah, I just love it. I mean, it was it's such a, because he's so scary. Yeah. And, he's, and that and that bottle of Coke is tiny in his hand, right? Oh like, yeah, it's like the the, the glass bottle, right? I guess it was, it was still a glass boy. bottle. Yeah, glass bottle yeah. of Coke. Oh, I love a glass bottle. I hear you. Yeah. Still, I don't really drink Coke anymore. Every once in a while, in some of the smaller like bodegas around here, you can still find the it's, Me- it's Mexican Coca Cola, yeah. right? Still with cane sugar, I think, too, or I something think so. like that. My yeah. dad still gets the little eight ounce bottles of Coke. Yeah. And he's like me, never never has a cup of Joe, but he will have a pop from time to time. 
Uh, he'll do the business on a day to day. He stays away from bombers and chunkers. Though. Oh my, yeah. yeah my dad. He looks at me. He's like, yeah. Well, you had Chucky Bomber again last night, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I've, I've got one at Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> your mom, your mom's been taking three pound chunkers yeah, lately. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. That doesn't sound good. Yeah, uh, Nate, sound good. leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we've gone long. We've gone way too long. So, uh, thanks, Nate DeFord, who does our producing. Julie Nichols. Did the music. Emily Cardamus did the artwork. If you want to get in touch with us, it's here's the situation podcast at gmail.com. I think that's about it. We'll talk to you next time.